This is my contribution back to my community, society, and throughout the African diaspora. Tonight's topic, exposing plantation politics in America. On Thanksgiving, I visited a close friend of mine. We ended up talking about the election, so I decided to talk about the election with the global black family and what it means for us. It looks like Joe Biden has been selected as the new pres president-elect. According to Joe Biden's Twitter page, he said, quote, especially for those moments when it, when this campaign was at its lowest, the African-American community stood up for me again. They always have my back and I'll have yours, unquote. This is the basis of holding Joe Biden accountable at his own words for the next four years. This is why we have have to um, um, hold um, tangibles for Black America. Again, I'm going to say that again. That's why we have to um, hold Joe Biden about our tangibles for Black America. Barack Obama got away with not doing anything for us because the Black baby boomers was satisfied with Black representation or Black faces in high places. The Black vote has been impotent and ineffective. There are people among us who prefer to keep it that way. Black people are the only group that do not vote as a collective for white supremacy. For example, I have a video clip of Congressman James Clyborne saying that he does not want anything from the Joe Biden administration. So let me play that uh, clip real fast. Mr. Clyborne, thank you for joining us right now. Uh, most Democrats think you're a kingmaker. Well, thank you very much for having me. And are you pretty confident now this is wrapped up for Joe Biden? I'm sorry. Then. Sorry, are you pretty confident now this is wrapped up for Joe Biden? Oh, yes, I am. I think that uh, Joe Biden has run a great campaign. I think the numbers are coming in very clearly uh, in his favor. Uh, I do believe uh, that when things are, are said and done over the next uh, 24 hours, he will be uh, declared the winner. Uh, all of us are uh, looking forward to that. Joe Biden is just a great guy. And exactly what the country needs at this particular point. That's what you said back in February. Take us back to that moment. I think it was the Monday before the South Carolina primary. You came out and decided it was time to endorse and embrace uh, Joe Biden. Walk us through your decision-making process. Could you have imagined it would have the impact that it had? How do you want Joe Biden to pay you back? I'm sorry? How do you want Joe Biden to pay you back? Pay me back. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want anything out of this. All I want is a, a country that my children and grandchildren uh, can be able to develop in and be able to pursue their dreams and aspirations. I've been around. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm full scores. I'm beyond the promise. Uh, so I'm not interested. <laughs> no, I, I think you have a lot of promise. 
I think you have a lot of promise left. Congressman Clyburn, thanks for joining us. So you see, um, this is why, you know, um, we as black people are having such a hard time getting ahead. And, and this is why other groups are leaping over us, hopping over us, because we have a lot of people that's in um, the top positions that isn't um, actually advocating for our behalf. They don't, he don't want anything because he's already getting a lot of things. You know, he, his pocket is fat. You know, he's well fed and his family is taken well taken care of, but he don't care about the masses. So that's not cool. James Clyborne voted for the 1994 crime bill, a.k.a. Biden's law. And just like Joe Biden, Clyborne refuses to apologize for the damage that he have created against the black community. James Clyburn, real constituents, isn't black people or the voters of his dis district, but rather white corporate interests who have made him rich. People like him and the Congressional Black Caucus are selling out black people's interests. They have to serve the interests of their white DNC, which is the Democratic National Convention masters. This attack on the black grassroots is coming from the left, left wing white supremacists. The grassroots agenda is what black people want, but these so-called black leaders entire job hinges on whether or not they can control black people. That's what the black mis leadership class is all about. The white establishment put them there. They're put in place to get us to act against our own interests. James Clyburn is worried that he is losing his influence on black people in South Carolina. He was unable to get black people to turn out for Jamie Harrison. How long before black people stopped voting for him? The Roland Martins and Van Jones represent the old black media. We are the new voices of black media, and we will expose those who try to mislead us or hurt our interests. The Congressional Black Caucus is nothing more than a black boule, bootlicks, and sellouts. They don't advocate for black people. They only look out for themselves. They tell black people not to push for economic tangibles. Black people have chosen of our own free will to be involved in an abusive relationship with the dominant society. We have these so-called black leaders claiming they are working for our best interests, but all they is but all they're doing is blaming us for their failures in office. We're they're getting rich because of us and when we demand what we want, they cry foul. Our black politicians tell us that demanding rogue cops who murder black people be punished is politically unpopular. The grassroots community activist movement is encouraging the black grassroots to tell the Biden administration if they do not meet our demands in terms of economic tangibles, 
and punishing world cops, then we're withholding our vote. It's better to lose an election and get the policies we want than to win an election and get nothing. The Black Grassroots objective is to gain wealth, freedom, justice, and social e equality. In America, one political party, the Republicans, claim to be the white man's party. In contrast, Democrats claim to be the party for everyone. This is how you, you lure people in for oppression for the long haul. You have to get them to buy into the idea that the system is going to address their very problems it created. Barack Obama just sat on his hands while violence was being carried out against black people. That's the game both political parties are playing. The way a true democracy is supposed to work is by having constituents make demands and the the politicians are supposed to carry out those demands in office. This is why we elect them. As I mentioned in my revised book, The Solution for Black America, in the 1960s, our leaders were tricked into pushing for integration. Our leaders told our grandparents that the most important thing was getting black faces in high places. What we got were race traders like John Lewis and James Clyburn. James Clyburn has not been politically punished for his treason against black interests, and that's our fault for allowing him to remain in office. Those of you who have voted for Joe Biden is validating Kamala Harris and Joe Biden's 60 plus years of anti-black racism. Joe Biden's policy for the first 100 days in office were focused on immigration and LGBT agenda. Illegal immigrants and the LGBT community did not get, get him into office, according to his tweets on Twitter. It was the black vote. He wanted to attach our struggle with other groups to our legislation that our grandparents fought and died for. These groups have more protection under the law than us. The financial elites want to permanently neutralize the black vote. And that's what I need black people to understand. According to Marie Claire from the article, quote, Joe Biden's first 100 days in office, what, what he sworn to do by Bianca Rodriguez, Joe Biden's plan for immigration, she lists 14 bullet points. She mentioned Pacific tangibles for Latinos. They want resources at the border. She is only focusing on her people, even though in Florida, her people voted for Trump. Kamala Harris told us that um, they, they cannot discuss Pacific tangible for black people. They only talk like this when it comes down to black people's stressing our interest in the political game of politics. Joe Biden wants to create a pathway to citizenship for 11 million illegal immigrants. He's going to support dreamers and their families. What about black families? We've been hurting for years. No one on the planet rewards citizenship to people who have broken the law. 
except here in America. We don't have enough resources as it is, you know, for our own um, people. Bottom line, he wants to give amnesty to illegal immigrants to make sure they replace the black votes. Joe Biden's plan for the LGBT community. She lists two bullet points. Automatic protection under the law, direct federal resources to help prevent violence against transgender women. Assaulting anyone is a crime, no matter if they are straight or homosexuals. He also wants to pass the Equality Act. What happened to the argument that you can't do something just for one group of people? It has to be for everybody. American politics is shifting towards LGBT and non-black issues. I'm going to close with my thoughts about the election results. We have to turn this event towards our benefit. We're not driving, driven by politics. We're driven by rebuilding our community so that we can have an economic base. We're up against multi-million dollar corporations. The facts are Joe Biden will help illegal immigrants, the LGBT community, the Asian community, and everyone else except us. The reason why I and others have asked you to sit this election out was to get the attention of black people, specifically black people whose ancestry is traced back to American slavery. At this point, the most important thing that we can do is be on code and be persistent. Mainstream media will try to get black people to vote who voted for Joe Biden to feel like they won something. They want us to stop talking about economic tan tangibles and punishing rural cops. For them, the only thing worth talking about is getting Trump out of office because immigration, LGBT, gender bathrooms, and the environment is what matters. When do we deal with the racial wealth gap in America? The grassroots community activist movement is attempting to break that programming of do-nothing type of attitude among black people. We want to raise up black critical thinkers in the 21st century. Who was Joe Biden's base? When Kamala ran during the primary, she was rejected by the black community. The financial elites have a vested interest in getting Trump out of office. I believe a few Republicans may have been in on removing Trump from office because they are in the pockets of the financial elites. If we're going to have an election, I want to make sure it's done the right way. If you give black people economic tangibles, then we will legitimately vote for you. When mainstream media give black people too much credit, it's a setup waiting to happen. Black people did not do this massive support for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. The media is pushing this illusion that a lot of black people are supportive of Kamala because she is a, quote, woman of color. There are three groups of people caping for Kamala. The first group is who lay people like Roland Martin and Monique Presley. The second group is black immigrants from Africa and the Caribbean. The third group is 
hood rats. I predict once the new administration is sworn into office, we will have mandatory vaccines starting with the black people. According to Times Time of Indian, Joe Biden's administration will provide us will provide U.S. citizenship to over 5,000 Indians, meaning they are going to bring more anti-black contempt. Kamala told us what she can't do for black people, but she's going, going to use our tax dollars to help her help fund her people to America. We got gotta have a cultural revolution within the within Black America. Black people must be conditioned to only accept economic tangibles. We are not going to pass down what the ba the black baby boomers have given us. We are through watching other groups eating off the table what our ancestors labored for while we're being denied what's rightfully ours. Some of of you who have been with us on Facebook for 16 years know how hard it was in the beginning when nobody was listening. We were just a small group talking about black empowerment stuff. We're not so small anymore due to our podcast. This is just the beginning. Our goal in 2021 is to get our film project fully funded and made so that we can put our story on, on the map. I'm not here to cower behind a computer. I'm here to recruit brave and smart black people and African people. I need smart boots on the ground, starting in Chicago. Black empowerment is not about one political election. We're in this for the long haul. This will conclude um, my podcast for this evening because basically uh, I'm not taking any calls. I just wanted to try to say something real fast about you know the, the election and everything. Again, you know, um, I feel it's just really pathetic. You know, a lot of our people are just so, you know, excited that, you know, they think they won something when, in fact, you know, I just uh, shared the article with you how, you know, all other groups are going to get, you know, what's due to them, but they want to, you know, include what's due to us for everyone. So that's not cool. That's not cool at all. The civil rights movement was hijacked by uh, the, the financial elites because our people, you know, they were begging for, again, um, freedom, justice, and equality. So, um, and still, in 2020, we're in the same situation our uh, grandparents were, were in back in the 60s in terms of, you know, those protests. That's the whole reason why they were marching and protesting. But uh, yes, some some things have changed, but some things are still, you know, remains the same, and that is institutionalized racism and um, white supremacy. And that's always going to take place in America. That's what black people need to understand. They just have to accept that. However, we do have options. And that's um, why I'm trying to encourage our people, especially those that's on my friends list, to support this, um, the, our cause, support our film project, 
support everything that we're trying to do because after all it's for black people and this is you know like i say it's, it's really hard to you know keep um saying the same message over and over you know it's very heartbreaking and you know it's disgusting to me you know but yet time and time again I guarantee you, um, once the new administration is um, um, sworn into office, the same problems are going to take place by the road cops are going to continue to kill black people. We're going to continue to, to experience um, institutionalized racism and our people are still going to be marching and protesting and being on that uh, hamster wheel. Well, the grassroots community activist movement is here. And I'm trying to encourage our young people, especially those that's, I would say, um, 20 and uh, up to, uh, let's say, about um, 30 years old. This organization is for your generation which is the black millennials, as well as um, Generation Z. And um, the whole purpose is for us to pull our resources together through this uh, business right here that I'm trying to start. Um, I laid out the, the, the detailed uh, plan in my revised book. I wrote the vision and made it plain. But, you know, again, a lot of our people don't like to read. So this is why I have to turn it into a film in order to reach the masses. If that's what it takes, so be it. But this is the best that I can do. Again, I'm just one individual. I'm just one black man with a vision and a plan. It takes a team to make a dream work. Now, before I even go to Africa, I got to make sure I help my people that's trapped in American ghettos. Again, if I was just trying to make money, I would have written many of books. I've been doing this for 29 years. And the, the whole point is, how come all of the social networks that I've been on, 300 exactly, because I wrote down everything on my uh, and it's saved on my uh, flash drive. The different groups that I created and the different sites that I were on, a majority of those sites are shut down. And not um, and I predict too that eventually Facebook is going to get rid of the groups as well. So those of you who are serious about doing business with me and Sister Renee exchange email addresses with me while I while I'm still on Facebook and uh, so that way we could stay connected that's very important otherwise you know if they shut down my uh, site again uh, maybe you'll never see me again but um, I'm out there I'm doing the best that I can to um, promote my uh, information and I refuse to be ignored and the, the biggest pushback that I'm getting is, is not by white people is by our own people and so 
you know, it is what it is. But again, we're going to raise the bar in black America. We're going to raise the bar once we come to the African continent. And we want to present the best of black culture. And we want to let everybody know that our non-black sympathizers, if they want to join us, you know, how things is going to be ran up in this organization. Anybody that tries to change our um, our focus, tries try to change, um, you know, um, the issues that we want to focus on, we'll get two warnings. That third time that person or persons will be um, placed on our Judas list and they will be barred for life. I got that in the uh, revised book as well. I mentioned that stuff. But everything that's in that revised book, that's just half of my knowledge. I didn't, you know, write down everything because I know um, the enemy is going to be reading my stuff, too. The financial elites don't like me. I already know that. That's why they're fighting so hard against me trying to reach our people. But they don't have to fight that hard because a lot of our people, you know, they stuck on this Willie Lynch mentality. But um, that's how come I need um, to get this organization started here in Chicago so we can have that physical building where people can see, know that this is real. And um, again, I, the, uh, the film is going to be based on my experience. All this stuff that I have been experiencing, you know, in my life, you know, is going to be in Hood Liberator. Even the groups, all those things. But um, we can do this if we want to, if we if we're really serious. Because the main thing is that um, black people, we only have we're we're under grace a grace period right now. Um, if black people do not uh, try to unite and for us to work together for our own interests. Um, collectively, we will become a permanent un underclass here in the United States. And if Africa don't get itself together in terms of, you know, ending, squashing that uh, tribalism and all that stuff, and for us to try to work together to combat a lot of those um, non, non-black foreigners that's coming over, that's trying to become the new colonizers. Africa will end. We, we will end up losing Africa, and if we lose Africa, we lose everything. So our focus, um, as the grassroots community activist movement, and as the grassroots community activist institute, is to focus on two fronts: domestically here in the United States, and internationally. Um, on the African continent, as well as in the Caribbeans and eventually in Brazil. But I got to hit, you know, Africa because um, that's where the source is. That's where we want to have our main base eventually. And um, all I can tell you is that even you don't have to be a Christian to be part of this organization. However, um, if you are uh, into that um, African, we're, we're going to screen people, but yeah, if you're into that um, African spirituality, I can't have that up in my uh, Christian business because that goes against my faith big time. I'm willing to work with moderate Muslims, 
again, everyone would be treated equally. Black women would make the same amount of money as black men. We're going to practice what we preach. We want to push for a, um, actually like a, a Christian society. But an authentic Christian society because Again, I only have support from the church, so this is how come I have to go out beyond the church. This is why I'm online, and the Christian business is going to meet the need of the community because we want to reach those that's being that, that the church, you know, overlooks and think that they are not worthy because of X, Y, and Z. God created all of us equal. That's this man-made stuff that's you know, try to, you know, separate us and put us into all these different categories. I would say capitalism. But nevertheless, uh, I have said my piece. Um, there's no compromising when it comes down to this stuff. I take this very serious. That's how come I've push, been pushing it for 29 years. Again, I paraphrase what I say here and there, but bottom line, I'm saying the same thing. And, um, my goal is just to see our people prosper, the real black people that want more out of life and separate ourselves from those that want to be hardened criminals. Urban terrorists is no friend of black people. They're destroying the community. Drug dealers, that's, they're not really friends of black people. They're just trying to make money. They're killing off their, um, their customers because they're selling them um, Highly poisonous stuff that destroys the black family. And um, I have personal experience with that stuff because that's what I went through as a um, as a youth. So 